digital friend. 2020's been a hell of a year. Let's shake it off. Ain't in the clear, and rightfully so. But when shit's dark and grim, sometimes you gotta take your pinky and, you know, turn up, nod your head. Move your body to whatever Cardi and Nikki done said. I'm talking long dick style. Fuck that racist Trump mushroom dick head. episode is with Madeline Brumby, multimedia artist and actress. List goes on. Had a wonderful conversation with her. I actually met her at Silver Scream FX. Shane Morton's other half, partner in crime, if you know what I mean. And man, I remember the first time we talked, I think it was Shane invited me to be an extra in this like Halloween horror movie. I think it was like for Showtime. I can't remember the, the name of it. And I was like, yeah, I'll come out and dress up as a wizard and rock out at some like concert while someone's getting stabbed. <laughs> but you know, while they're setting everything out, uh, movies, they take forever. Right. And so I had the chance to chat with Madeline and, and, uh, we just had such a good chat, man. I was like, man, I would love to have you on the podcast. And from there, we've always just been like chatting back and forth, like, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? And so we finally made it happen. And man, we had a wonderful time and talked about all kinds of goodies, to be honest with you. And one of the things that extremely fascinated me was when she talked about her time on the set of Dear God No, uh, and man, you're, I'm just not even going to get into it, but it is wild. So without further ado, friends, let's get it. Hey, 
just a, a continuous conversion of energy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where we have identity now because of ego and stuff like that and the story, the human story, right? right. You know, because if we were like rabbits, like we wouldn't give a shit about what's going on or in, in any kind of climate. You know what I mean? We'd just be this eating, is true. We'd just be eating fucking carrots. You know what I mean? And clover. That was actually yeah. the trippiest thing to me <laughs> during the pandemic when it all shut down because I would walk outside of my backyard and the fucking birds were still singing and the bees were pollinating yeah. and we were all just like, what the fuck's going yeah, on? Yeah, having full-on mental <laughs> shutdowns. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I had to kind of start living in what is instead of what if. I, I couldn't even look on to the next day and maybe all my training of being here now, you know, started to pay off because I was like, I would have a mental breakdown if I started thinking too far into the future. Right, and... and Let me hook this up to you a little bit more. Sure. Boom. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the when you say things like, you know, as long as the world doesn't end or yeah. uh, see you later or like you see these things without really think like, surely I'm going to see you later. Or yeah. you, you don't make these like if you don't get in your car and die today, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's not how we like to function or think yeah. about like, yes, these are all risks that happen every day. These are, when you get on a plane, you certainly hope it's going to land. It's, yeah. But we don't think about that as something that, gosh, this is, nobody has felt this way about, well, maybe, I I think so many families even had these like big sit down things of like, we need to do some wills. Like what? We don't know. (laughs) We have no idea what's going to happen next. I don't know. And that's the the part that's really tricky. I think for so many people, people is uh, they can't see their next step and they're, yeah. they're humans can only exist so much in this this now moment uh part of what makes us such a an intelligent um species is that we are able to make educated guesses about yeah. the future yeah um uh, different different organisms are are not able to yeah. do as you said like rabbits yes they can they can postulate like okay i can get my food and i'm going to find a mate and we're going to have baby or maybe they don't think about that that yeah. whole lot it just is a, it's a part of their existence but we um, do formulate these educated and sometimes exactly right guesses of yeah. what's going to happen to us the next day. And that's part of yeah. our, our own personal growth. You visualize these things and so yes. many, and, and plenty of it. If you're good at uh, kind of making your visions come to life, yes. they, these are executed. I, mean, I love that you're saying that because in, in a lot of ways, I feel like that is the key to life. And what I mean is almost like manifesting, like, cause what you're saying is maybe the difference in, you know, humans versus, uh, uh animals in general, I guess we are animals to an we extent, totally but are. We, we, <laughs> we, we do have this wonderful, uh, ability of yeah. having these, these, I mean, there are different animals that, that do have these, uh, that we will never understand. But that. maybe some formulating. Yeah. And I wonder, is it almost seems like it's the story. So it's like, we, we live by the story, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, so we have this ability to look in the future and be like, you know, uh, after this podcast, we're going to, you know, shoot some pictures and hang out. And mm-hmm. like, we're looking forward to that. And maybe as that, as little gods of our own reality, then we right. 
begin to manifest that future. And so, like you said, that's kind of what gives us the edge versus the snake who's just like kind of a little bit more on autopilot looking for food, looking for shelter, looking for enemies, you know, or whatever. Right. And I think that's a really, uh, as this person that's on autopilot or whatever Mm -hmm. parallel you want to make there, those people, I felt like... Uh, right before everything, like we all entered this quarantine, as somebody that went from a life of autopilot to mm-hmm. a life of being, realizing I needed to be present and focusing on things that meant something to me and yeah. and, and people who are the, I mean, my most important close group. Yeah. When you exit autopilot, there are certain, certain things you suffer from, uh, uh, from... Uh, that's one thing I was concerned about with people who either have had drug abuse issues or mm-hmm. who have um, never gained weight, have never suffered from like being stuck at home and like, yes. oh, the fridge is right there. And then all of a sudden them having to like now see that, oh my gosh, I've put on weight and how quickly and easy that is. Yeah. Maybe different guys had that issue, may- different females that have had the same issue their whole life. I've, I've been somebody that has definitely fluctuated in size for many years. So I have... I recognize that immediately of like, okay, well, I'm going to have to adjust Shane and and we're going to have to adjust our activity and let's find some fun things for us to do and yeah. stay active and positive. And uh, there are only a million studies indicating that active lifestyle is, uh, is great for mental health. Yeah. And that's one of those, I think everyone right at the beginning felt like uh, maybe for about a day, they felt like it was like fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to be home. And then you realize you can't be with anybody. Like, yeah, you better hope you love anywhere. the person you're with right now <laughs> yeah. or your roommates are cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, hope you're in a healthy home yeah. and you're about to be stuck. And there's nothing worse than feeling trapped. Yeah. And that's when people start to panic. The anxiety operates in different ways for everybody. And there are different techniques to, to, and some of them very negative. And if you haven't done or, or chosen that as a negative, as a, as a way to self soothe, you don't know the, the negative results. Um, and that was one thing I was really like, Oh my gosh, people are, they're going to learn a lot about themselves right now. If anything. Yes. No, I couldn't have said that better. I feel like you, I love what you said, autopilot. Cause I was, I think I was talking to my wife or some friends about this, that the pandemic, you know, a lot of, and, and really what's happened in the last maybe three or four months is like a forced awakening. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's like, there's these moments in time that happen in probably every generation where there's just some sort of like cosmic event or something mm-hmm. that's just so shaking that it forces you out of that loop, out of that like pattern of life, out of that thoughts that you just always have. And it's, it's jarring. And like you said, it's crazy but i feel like in a lot of ways we all kind of went into 2020 thinking it was like new eyes you know fresh vision and everyone's like hashtag the best but 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 honesty and seeing things clearly can be painful and maybe this fucking year is because like truth is rising to the surface and it fucking hurts because it's not maybe the way it's not it's no longer my granddaddy did it and his granddaddy did it and my grand his granddaddy did it but it's like we have ultimate truth through the internet at our fingertips like ultimate human 
human knowledge now. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer uh, the segregation of a city or a town or a people group of like, or like, you know, another continent where they're not hearing the information. The information's here and it's now and it's like in your face. And maybe that's a part of it. It's not all of it, right? Everything's fractal in nature, but it's mm-hmm. like a part of what I'm seeing is kind of an awakening where it's like birthing pains and it's, and it hurts. It and hurts. It's, I it, mean, you know? d- discussing things that are uh, uncomfortable, it hurts. It yeah. hurts. Uh, it, but that's part of, I think, uh, the healing process or, yeah. or the solution. Humans uh, cannot help themselves but to create solutions to problems. It's, it's yeah. really, how we get to our next day. Yeah, it's how probably can meaning, we, you know, yeah, our meaning. Yeah. How can we improve? How can we get mm-hmm. to the, it's, it, it is an innate drive to learn, to improve, to, mm-hmm. to, to discover. Yeah. And that's it's the nature of the universe yeah, itself. It wants yeah. to grow and become mm-hmm. something and bigger. I, and, and I love it. I, I, yeah. I love learning and yeah. I, I love uh, life. Yeah. That was that was my focus in school. That yeah. was um, I, I studied biology at Georgia yeah. Tech. So it's like that's one of those things that you you find this this connection with. Like God, that is the most fascinating thing I think I can learn about. Yes, it encompasses all kinds of in, in the math and the other sciences. Yeah. And you have to of course know your literature and all kinds. I mean, there's so much wonderful. Uh, Wonder, wonderful sources for either learning or education and, and bringing uh, this, uh, always engaging your brain to mm-hmm. get to the next level of uh, enlightenment, as you say. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you are always going to have to keep your brain going. And I, I think that's one of those, yeah. one of those things when you see people check out, you know, they're, they're gone. Like it's almost like their whole, aura is gone their energy and whoa have you seen people like that before uh when you or like maybe someone uh, about to die well, or something like, like oh the this one's if have you have dealt with somebody that uh has, is suffering from alzheimer's or is have you anybody close you know, to you has have you ever experienced no actually okay. but my um my wife's grandmother net just now i mean uh-huh. she's like 88 or 89 I actually had her on the podcast and she oh, told her did, like yeah. valentine's story it was really cool and uh-huh. uh but she's like nearing about to pass away and she's getting to the point where she can't really remember like things and and stuff like that. So that's probably the first time. Yeah. That's, and it's people who are, have had a parent or a grandparent. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it was, it was my grandmother. Uh, She, when she didn't know who I was, it's, there's, it's that, that person it's not there anymore. And it was a matter of her just kind of having these normal bodily, I hate to break it down like that, but just like bodily functions. Yeah. And she was, we don't think about she was, she was well taken care of, but she wasn't there anymore. The, there, there wasn't the, this uber talented musician, uh, full of love for her fan. I mean, she, recognized her immediate children but not her grandchildren and yeah. it I I mean I couldn't visit anymore it hurt it hurt that much yeah. and I, I, I this was a woman that didn't know who I was anymore yeah yeah and of course I love my grandmother it's it's really hard to say that it it wasn't 
her anymore. Yeah. How does that, does that, I no, mean, that yeah. sounds like I'm a terrible no, human being. No, not at all. No, this kind of, this kind of, yeah. I mean, maybe listeners like haven't maybe experienced what it's like to deal with. Uh, and I hope you don't because yeah. it's, it's difficult. I've been hearing a lot of stories similar to this yeah. and, and it, it fascinates me death in general because, and I, and I don't want to sound grim, but it's like, it's wild to me that like you can, uh, let's just say you're living your American dream. You buy a house and mm-hmm. you spend 30 fucking years paying it off and then you die. And within like three weeks, your kids have gotten it sold and, and maybe not even in a bad way. It's just kind of the way you yeah. gotta get, you gotta like kind of get it. Uh, it's like, all right, well, we don't know what to do with this anymore. We got to fucking just, you know, on to the next fucking person. And it's just, that's the reality of actual life. Yeah. And as that being an actual part, it's very hard for me because I have this like nihilistic foundation where I just don't feel like anything matters and like it's all just dust in the wind, but it does matter. And then also the it duality does. of the beautiful way, but it's like, I almost feel like I have to just craft meeting constantly. I have to just find things, which obviously is my family, my friends, you know, people, uh, humanity, the betterment of it, you know? So there's a duality of it. But I, I think sometimes death just seems so psychedelic to me in the sense that it's like you end and, and, and it's like, maybe there's not even that many people around anymore and you're kind of alone and it's just yeah. like, and, and so do you even think too? And the last thing I would say is like, when you talked about her not being there, do you think that the consciousness part of her had already left or do you feel like she was present in moments? She, yeah. she could remember uh, when I, the last time I saw her, it was her, her present memory was only about two minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And then she would, do you think it's a would, gradient almost like her, like her spirit was kind of detaching from the avatar, so to speak, where it's like for, little blips of me, consciousness coming for in. For me, she wasn't there anymore. She mm-hmm. would, she would say these, she was, as, she was so sweet as she could be. Like she always was where mm-hmm. she would say, Oh, you're so beautiful. It's so, yeah. uh, what's your, and then you knew she'd forgotten yeah. already, but it's Madeline. Hey, it's yeah. your, your granddaughter, Madeline. Isn't that a beautiful tree over there? Yes, it's a beautiful tree. I mean, I'll never forget that. That's the like one of the last few things she said to me was like, "You're beautiful." Wait, isn't that a beautiful tree? And I was like, "That." That's. I was like, "Okay, that's it." I mean, she's she looped three yeah. times in a row, and I was like, you know, I. Care. I mean, she is in the greatest care right now. She is yeah. back to where she grew up, yeah. and it was a very small. If your family is able to take care of an elderly one that way and put them in a, a smaller facility, I, I that was it was a great peace of mind to, yeah. to know that that was she was in such great hands. I mean, there were only um, I want to say eight residents in this yeah. in this very small. Um, but I, I totally I transitioned home. Yeah, it's so wild for me because I guess it just goes back to just the stories that we are. So if she stops remembering her story, who mm-hmm. she is, then maybe she no longer exists. And that's what's so weird to me is that like we are nothing more than the stories we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if I walked into some other country and I was just like, hey, my name's, you know, Jonathan and I, you know, I'm really into motorcycle mm-hmm. racing and, you know, <laughs> or some shit like that. That's what everybody would think. Like, oh, dude, there's this dude with the beard. Jonathan's cool. He likes to ride bicycles. Yeah 
yeah. and shit. I don't know. But like, it, that's how easy it is to change your identity that it's like literally just a story. And, and so in some ways it freaks me the fuck out because it's like how easily it can just be removed. Like you said, by your own memory yeah. that you can lose yourself. And, uh, and I've had some weird moments like that too, where I've kind of gotten forgot forgetful and it freaks me out, you know, and you're like, what the hell, you know? And I can only imagine, you know, 30 years from now, what that could feel like, you know? And it's just, it, it's it, then on the other side, it's also freeing because if you live within a story that you don't like about yourself, you can change it. You can. So. And I think that's really important for me. Uh, I've found some of the most inspiring things to of course been novels and books and then movies and things like that, where you kind of get these one liners that I'm sure people can relate to this, that there is one line or one moment in your life where somebody said something to you and you may have heard it before, Mm -hmm. but at that moment in time, it was the thing you needed to hear, the thing that motivated you. And there, uh, for me at the end of, uh, my 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 degree at Georgia Tech. I I had been really pursuing this path that I thought was where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do, which was to go into the medical field. And I had done the MCAT, done everything, applied to all the schools, and just had this moment. I want to say after it was watching, there were two movies: Slumdog Millionaire and Oh yeah, that and, was epic. Uh, <laughs> uh, Benjamin Button. Oh yeah, that and was there's, fucking mind blow. There's there's some moments in there of like taking things into your own hands and changing your life that really resonated with me. It was kind of those, I don't know, it was just that moment in time that I needed to hear those words. And I was like, I'm not doing the right thing. I really am not. Mm-hmm. And I withdrew every application I sent out to medical school. Whoa. I didn't want to know. I mean, this is... A lot of money. Yeah. I didn't want to know if I was even going to get an interview. Yeah. I just withdrew. Each one you were able, at the time, you were able to do that just on the internet and withdrew everything. I, of course, got my degree, my bachelor's degree from Georgia Tech. And then I was trying to figure out how to tell my parents that I wasn't going to do medical school. And I... I felt really internally relieved that I wasn't going to go do this thing for several more years of what I felt like I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I never had to come out of the closet to, but I felt like this is what it must feel like for somebody having to tell their truth to yeah. a family member yeah. is to tell my parents that I didn't want to and was not going to medical school and would not be pursuing that career. And uh, you tell your parents (laughs) this and I'm going to go be an actress. Like that's your parents can handle that a few different ways. Um, My dad handled it great. My mom, not so much. It took her a really long time to, to understand uh, and rightfully so I think more than anything it was more she didn't have the kinds of opportunities that I did to have a formal education and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and uh, that I felt like she she felt like I was missing out but one of the things with school if anything you do learn if you do it right what it is you are supposed to be doing and that's 
I do think furthering your education, unless you just know right off the bat, and some people do. Yeah. They know with full convic- conviction what it is they're supposed to be doing. Shane Whoa. would be one of them. Yeah. Like, I've never known him not to do something that was completely part of his, the fiber of his being. Yeah. And that's one thing I adore about Shane. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it about acting that like inspired you to, to be like, to, to, to make that big of a shift? Yeah. So uh, what I mentioned earlier, of course, is that I've, I have this huge attraction to, to life and the affinity to life. And I, I'm a, such a humanist. I, I love people. Mm-hmm. I, I just think they're, they're fantastic yeah i mean Mm -hmm. people are uh, people will be people and they're full of these contradictions Mm -hmm. they are complex beings (laughs) they're interesting sometimes i don't get along with people and i know Mm -hmm. people don't get along with me and that's okay Mm -hmm. but i am fascinated about how they work how they relate how, how different groups of people relate and you have these different uh different communities that make the world go around and yeah. because they're different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, sameness is, is a dangerous thing for me. Yeah. Um, but what, uh, for having this attraction to the human condition that uh, in, in many ways to me, the ultimate art form is, is film and, and to, to that degree, of course, theater these things that in a in a theater of course i can feel this moment with the audience Mm -hmm. i can i can sometimes it's palpable depending on how how the audience feels it's one of those organic things that you you cannot replicate from watching essentially something that's not reacting to you on a screen yes you can as the audience feel something watching a screen. Yeah. But when you're watching a human do a performance on stage, that's com- completely different. I'm sure anybody yeah. who's gone to the theater would say that it is totally different. <laughs> yeah. It might not be your jam, but yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Uh, but films, in a way, as an audience member, you can let go a little bit more. You kind of have removed these social barriers of being next to somebody or um, in in a in a room where you might keep your emotions in check. Um, yeah. and, and I think that depends on how you're raised, how, how that happens. Maybe you f- feel more comfortable at home watching movies and maybe going to a theater isn't as um, big a deal to you. But for some people it is, especially I would say definitely men probably have that where they don't feel okay to openly show their emotions yeah, and they feel sure. a lot of societal pressure for yeah. that kind of thing. And, uh, that's a that's a tremendous shame that people feel like they cannot uh, be themselves in 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 a changing environment. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. But for for me, the the way that a movie will tell a story and change your perception or change your point of view and mm-hmm. allow you to see something differently in a way that's that's enjoyable may not be the right word every time, but a lot of the time people go to a movie and it is an experience that, that they will remember in one way or another, negative, positive, neutral, impassioned, hateful. It's this, these are all important, relevant human emotions that it's, 
I think people need to experience them. You can't just always watch all happy-go-lucky stuff all the time. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. pretend, but that's not life. That, yeah. That's why these stories have to be there to help you and me. It's it's the way we are, and that's movies and and novels and books and all that kind of stuff, I think, change how you look at the world and yeah. how you look at your friends, how you look at your parents. I mean reconnecting with people that it gives people enough confidence sometimes to do these things that they never would have done. Yes. 100%. I mean, for me, I've always been like, uh, Oh, I love film, you know, just as like a spectator, you know, I mean, yeah. first thing is probably like Jurassic park, you know, as a child yeah. and going and well, watching it, and being, you know, be, I mean, that's probably my all time favorite movie, you know, but uh, still this day. And my son's like getting really into dinosaurs, which is like stoking me out. Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to watch it. He's three. I'm like, is he ready? I'm like, eh, Probably not, but, uh, but yeah. And and it's like the more that I learned in life, that life was a play, you know, that, that kind of old saying, you know, that it's all theater, that we're all playing a part, a mask that we've put on, you know, hoping to project, you know, naively thinking that people look at us the way we look at ourselves, even though it's completely impossible, but it's made me appreciate film more for, like you said, the storytelling aspect of it to be able to offer us almost like a guide or a, a, an expression to be able to change our perception on life. And Completely. so, yeah, yeah, to me, the storylines have just been blowing me away now and just really appreciating it for what it is. And I think I just look at film and totally different now, especially being around like Shane. I mean, you can't get around someone like that and just not be completely inspired. Away. Yeah. You know? And he has such a different, I mean, he is such a natural film historian. He, yeah. he's been that way since he was a little boy. Oh yeah. And the movies have shaped culture, changed culture. Mm-hmm. Same thing with novels. I mean that the storytelling is powerful. Yeah. And think about even early humans, how important your your shaman or or the person mm-hmm. that that told you stories on the wall. It's, it's archaic. It's been with us forever. That is the most pow- powerful way to teach lessons, educate. This is, yeah, in a to a degree, like a, like a classroom is is kind of storytelling all day. So I feel like it's part of the educator's job is to make it a story that you'll remember, especially if you want your students to learn it. Yes. And that is, as soon as you say once upon a time, everyone's ears perk up. It mm-hmm. is a, you cannot help it. <laughs> You're like, it's story time? Heck yeah, I'm ready. Like what, what is this? But once it starts becoming redundant or the same, like I said, sameness is yeah. a... I don't want that because then you get stuck in your internal monologue. You get the echo chamber. That's right. And you get stuck in this, like I'm waking up at six 30. I'm going to go drop my kids off at school (laughs) and I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to be home late. And then I'm going to maybe read a book or watch TV and fall asleep and go do that again. And how many (laughs) people in the world were doing that uh, three months ago? Yeah. Every yeah. single day. And for some, they didn't even stop. It's just no, like, they yeah. still did it just, just from the moving. house. Yeah. 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 It's so been, yeah. Everybody, I even said this recently, like everybody was given Roddy Piper's sunglasses from They Live. Like, mm. and they were given this moment to like see things as they really are, see these, these uh, 
disparities and and really wake up. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm in your bad dream or you're in my bad dream or if we're in a good dream or a great dream yeah. or but I think more than anything it's time to wake up. 100%. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's just like from where you're standing, you know, if you're standing on earth right now, it's pretty wild. If you're standing on the moon right now, it's just the earth. You know, if you're standing on the sun, it's the fucking solar system. And it's like, depending on where you're standing from, it's a wild perspective to look at. But yeah, it's a, it, I mean, and I told, I talked about this on my last podcast. I mean, if you would have told me as a child or at any point in my life that this would be 2020, I mean, it's like, I mean, a, it's a fairy tale level shit, you know? No. It's like, yeah, no way. It's like completely made up, you know? But, but again, I mean, I think it's a part of the process. I think, we were pe- we kind of forget that our parents lived pre-internet in a time mm-hmm. and then you know the people before that lived without ac you know what i mean like we're talking about like like their level of knowledge my 3 year olds doing shit i wasn't doing till i was like 8 you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he knows all his continents and all the bones in the bodies the organs like i mean crazy shit you know what i mean F- like already blows through the alphabet you know counts to like fucking i don't even know and it's like i can't even <laughs> keep up with them and as i'm saying is like we are just smarter people and this is the pressure of thousands of years of like fucking vikings raping and pillaging mm-hmm. and all these other fucking energies and the inertia of every decision of every fucking human on planet earth for since the big bang you know mm-hmm. it's, it's all come to this point and obviously there's going to be a festering and volcanic activity when you just throw something like the fucking internet connecting the entire world at once and giving everyone a voice it's it's gonna have some shaky shit but it's awesome because that means that the best rises to the top and it, right. you know it might not be in our lifetime maybe but it might not we yeah. get to carve the path to change you know what i mean right. and, and you and it's like you were saying, you know, yeah, we're a grain of sand, we're but a vapor, but we also, on the flip side, get to cause ripple effects with our drop of existence in the cosmic waves of time and space, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, in some weird way, we are very important. In some weird yeah, way. Yeah, and that's, that's you know? one thing I hope people realize is yeah. that they're important. Mm-hmm. And that is, I... I know that it's easy to think you're not. It is. And it's more convenient because you don't feel is. obligated. You feel safe and warm by saying these negative things to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot harder to to get, step out. You step get the out, fuck put, yeah, get, get put yourself <laughs> out there. Uh, put, take risks. Mm-hmm. Be uncomfortable. That's definitely harder than being negative and doing the same thing over yeah. and over and over again. Cause it's, it's uh, that warm negative energy. I don't, it's easy to get there. And I'm, I mean, I speak, I'm not just saying this cause I, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this no, many years are, yeah, ago. Yeah. 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 And that's what, there's a new saying me and my wife have been saying mm-hmm. lately is lean into uncomfortability, uncomfortability, yeah. because it's like, that's where change happens. That's where, you know, you like, I have a terrible eating habit. I'm usually I would never normally drink a Red Bull like I'm drinking right now. Hashtag, you know, sponsorship. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, uh, but you know, normally I'm like a water drinker. We're pretty like organically based type humans and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I mean, you can get off that kind of rail and it yeah. starts to change you, you know? It sure does. Um, yeah. One thing I really wanted to ask about was acting in general. Yeah. When you're actually like in that realm and you look back at some movies you've done or whatever. Uh-huh. Do you, does it ever feel like possession to you? Like you're taking on another essence or something like that when you're acting? Or is it 
just straight pretending for you or do you feel like you become at least a character of some sort? Is there a blending of it? Well, I, I think that's for, I can only answer for myself. Sure. Of course. 100%. Uh, for me, I definitely think that any character I've created is certainly a part of me in a, in a, in a way mm-hmm. it's got to come from some, Sub- some aspect of my life yeah. experience. I, do try to be very careful about using, I don't like substitution. Mm -hmm. Uh, What does that mean? That'd be like uh, using a traumatic incident or something like that from from my life. Like trying to think of something really fucked up to cry or be emotional. Because this is the thing, as you said, you have these stories. These stories make you who you are. And I feel like if you use those stories, you are hurting your emotional story you are almost dulling it to a degree and you may distort your own story to such a degree that you can hurt yourself and I think that's probably why you saw many actors and if early on really have Mm. was that something that was like common more back then like substitution yeah, and there were different schools of thought for mm-hmm. for acting all over the place. But from I mean, how many actors do you know that had serious abuse oh, abuse yeah. issues? Actors that really went so far into their roles that they never came mm-hmm. back. Some have, yeah, uh, some have lost their mind for that's sure. That's right. So for me, I uh, one of the neatest people I I met in this this path of mine and this was a chance meeting is is Warner Laughlin she has this great technique that I really like which is more building a story that isn't yours but it's your characters and you can pull from the memory of that character Mm. that you go all the way back to the beginning and have uh, these important events that happen in your life. Like let's, her, her big thing of course is something very significant happens at five and then eight and then 12. So kind of like going from these, these stages in your life and creating these as a character so that you have these. And Amy Adams is one of her students Mm -hmm. and you'll see these like beautiful moments that Amy Adams has that you're, you see these flashes of memory that are She's so good at it. She creates these memories for these characters that aren't hers. She's created them, mm-hmm. but they're her character's yeah. thoughts, her character's memories, which, gosh, those those come across in such a, like, organic, uh, real, I believe, I believe yeah. it. And you can tell when a character doesn't believe what they're saying. Yeah. And that's the, the, tr- the living honestly through your characters. How hard is that, like, when, like, the, when it's, like, fucking on it's one thing like it's not you've been easy. meditating yeah, no, you're in gosh, your room and easy. you're like you're like i'm vibing right now i have a couple uh-huh. of glasses of wine you're like, that, i feel like jenny right yeah. now you know girl you know and then all of a sudden you get up there and it's, it's like not it's easy. like cut action it's, it's not easy and that's like when you see these actors that are just so good at their craft that yeah. they can i mean think about how many times they had to do those takes and execute that in a way and find those moments the same way each time repeatedly like wow you've got a crew working around you lighting 
uh, your director giving you notes, your other, your partner, if they're in the scene, you are trying to have yeah. this real moment with somebody or, or with yourself or multiple people. You've got to do that repeatedly. Like a, an actor's job, it's not an easy one, especially when you, uh, if you're looking at uh, on a film set, certainly yeah. like how much is going on around an actor to mm-hmm. make this, what seems like a very easy thing. Mm-hmm. I think people look at that and go, that yeah, is easy. Like some restaurant scene or some yeah, shit. You that, know? That's <laughs> totally easy. And that took yeah. a whole day of shooting, if not more. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, this isn't a thing I do love about theater is it's like, you just get that one chance. Like it's, it's yeah, there. You're executing it. True. Then you, I, I have, yeah. um, it's, I love the high stakes of theater, which it's live and everybody is joining you with it. And that is to me so much fun. Like they are, I used to have this huge fear of making mistakes and saying the wrong thing or, 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 but once you give yourself permission to embrace mistakes and I will say like dad's garage had a huge impact on this of uh, doing improv and like embracing your failures. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're think of them as gifts. Yeah. Uh, These are things that you, you learn so much from your mistakes and these, these tiny things that big things, big mistakes, little mistakes, how much that, if you can adapt to them, gosh, you will benefit so much. Everybody around you will benefit from, from you growing from those mistakes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one thing that, um, I think definitely this generation is just certainly trying to teach that. I mean, it's been such a, if you make these mistakes, you've ruined your life kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, gosh, yeah. if you think like that, then you're never going to learn. You've yes. got to fall down a few times. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes big falls. Mm-hmm. And you just get better at falling, man. Yeah. And just roll out of it and keep going. Yeah, just ah. keep going. And so many, like, you think about uh, even Ford. How many times he was like, oh, you know, you're working, I'm going to build this engine. They're yeah. like, can't be done, can't be done. I'm telling you it can be done. It can't yeah. be done. I'm telling you this engine can be built. We are going to. Yeah. The engineers know it's not going to happen. And you have this person that bankrupts himself to the point where you're like, what the, what in the world? And then it happens. Yeah. You make mistake after mistake after mistake. And I think that's one of those things that people uh, and need to encourage to a degree. Like, you know, of course don't get out there and like hurt each other. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that is something that school is there for. Six or gifts for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. What can you look back to a uh, like your biggest scene? I'm just interested. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, one of your most emotional scenes. Like, how did you get into that that place? Especially now, I'm interested after you're talking about doing the uh, substitution. So, like, without that, you okay. know, like, like what were what was so? The- I didn't find out about this technique until I met Warner, and that was several years ago at an event. Uh, and I didn't know about it. So my first, so the scene, there are a few scenes that kind of sit with me forever because I did kind of like let some things out that I realized probably hurt me. I had this scene in Dear God No, which is actually how I met Shane, mm-hmm. uh, where I was, it was after a really traumatic uh, essentially like rape scene mm-hmm. and telling this uh the the my my co-actress in the in the scene that she wasn't my mother and 
whatever came out in that mm. moment was like some dark, Real awful. Shit. It was a, an awful scene. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a pretty scene in the movie. It's really traumatic. And I'm so exposed at this moment in the movie. And my character is so over this long-term abuse that I think in many ways this was like my own internal abuse that I was finally like like letting it go. Mm-hmm. Like these things of like feeling like um, this line is you're not my bleeping mother, yeah. right? And uh, I'm stabbing her at this moment in time. And like Shane is there holding this like cup of blood so that blood will go everywhere and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it is so dark. Yeah. And I it took me over 48 hours to kind of like really talk like, to people whoa. after that because it was so it was a closed set all this stuff was and just to do that and and kind of deliver and it was on film so yeah. i didn't get these like redo moments whoa. we only had so much 16 millimeter film and when i finally like happened these of course these like magic moment moments happen in your life that you know somebody has changed your life and i met uh, Warner and it was I found out about this technique and I was like man this is a much safer way for actors to be actors without ruining their own story Mental, yeah. yeah, and maybe sometimes you do need to change your story to a degree that you're able to function so I mean certainly I, I've, I've had traumatic things happen I'm sure you have It's yeah. there are certain things that you don't uh, want to remember Mm-hmm. And that's important too. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree, man. I think there's some, it's like what you, what you dwell on becomes more powerful and all those kind of things. And so redacting your story, you know, to me has helped mm-hmm. me with a lot of fucking things, you know, yeah. in life and moving forward. That's, that's wild. That's wild. 48 hours? Like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, no, I mean, if sense. you had done the same thing, no, I don't think that, you would have walked energy. away like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> if, if so, then I'm like kind of worried about yeah, something. Yeah. Cause it's a typical Tuesday. Yeah. You know? and Whoa. It, it was uh, just, it, I mean, it still hangs out. It still hangs out with me. There are certain things that you think of these moments that, that just are there, but you, you don't uh, revisit them very often. Yeah. Because they, Would you be into doing like typical, like those kind of scenes again now or? Uh, I, now that I'm, I'm more educated on, on how to do these kinds of things safely. Yeah. yeah I, to a degree, but I, at this point, a moment in my life, my the stories I'd like to tell are are different. Yeah. Uh, at that, I was twenty three. Yeah. So you, I had. This, Can you share some that are share like the type of vibe? Or oh, story? That, that is stories that yeah. I want to tell. Uh, for for me, uh, as being a woman, I, mm-hmm. I want to have these uh, characters that are empowering for young women to. To change their lives. I mean, I I'm not married. I have been with Shane for almost ten years. I don't have children, and a lot of young women and even females my age feel the social pressure that I have been judged many a time by. Wait, you're not married, and it's like, what is? Are you? 
and offended by this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously. It's, I, it's not an accomplishment. Abs- and it we've is, been led if it to is be, something yeah, that you want to do, I fully support sure. you in any way that you'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. But if it's not for you, I also support that. Yeah. And that is something that I think so many people don't are not comfortable accepting. Uh, yeah. They're also not comfortable accepting that I'm not a parent. I mean, I, I love children and I, I think they are everything. Yeah. Um, and they're probably who you need to focus on right now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But the, I mean, that, this eyes. is, I love educating. I mean, that's part of the, uh, one of the things I did after school to make money was to tutor, private tutor math and science mm-hmm. and that kind of. But to get back to the the stories I want to tell is uh, giving there there's there are movies now where you're seeing females play these roles that sure. you're like hell yeah. yeah like Ripley like we, the one of these roles in a- Alien that oh yeah Sigourney man. Weaver plays that wasn't nobody tapped into that for years yes. afterwards like you see you see this Did woman you see the that, underwater or whatever that just came out uh uh-uh, I haven't oh, not yet oh man okay uh, but but she's uh, this w- woman that I definitely look up to that changed so much, yeah. but then it didn't catch on. Uh, I like, I love Grace Jones, like these, mm-hmm. these women that I like these kick ass ladies that yeah. I would watch Conan over and over just to uh, now they're debatable, which movie is better, but I love Grace Jones. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to see these women who just kick ass. And mm-hmm. now you see Wonder Woman and, and, and all these characters mm-hmm. come out that you're like, finally, like yeah. some, some, it only took how many years to start getting these roles where the studios were yeah. were actually seeing like oh my gosh there's this big hole here men are paid so much more and definitely society at, at large wants to see these women start kicking butt like yeah. what what happens when we we put these ladies in roles that they're able to do these things that are only superheroes are yeah. allowed to do, only male superheroes. Or uh, you have things like uh, Charlize Theron playing mm-hmm. um, in Atomic Blonde or in Mad Max, yeah, where Mad you're Max just, I like, mean, Whoa. like you see these, what, like, finally, <laughs> we've got more of this stuff. Yes. Smart, di- smart dialogue, these um, empowered women that are, are able to. Uh, inspire, like, and not necessarily they're going to be in these same scenarios, certainly, but yeah. that I think for young women and hope, hopefully these new dads or, or, or whomever are empowering their, their daughters to be confident and be empowered and to speak up and yeah. question and be spe- skeptical and, and, uh, if something doesn't feel right to say something and, yeah. and so many young women get put in these situations that essentially predators take advantage. Yeah. And that's so crushing. I mean, yeah. I even talked about this today at breakfast with my, with my nephews of, of like when uh, this is so like back in the day, but yeah. my little brother and I were almost abducted at a bus stop, what? but we, um, this is when I, I lived in England and I'd have to walk a mile to, uh, Thomas and I would walk a mile to our bus stop, over a mile to the bus stop and we'd sit on the corner. There was a little brick, brick wall right there and there was a corner shop and this guy drove up and was like, Oi, I'm, I'm, I'm here to pick you up for school. And I was like, what? Huh? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, the, the school called and I'm, I'm here. And I was like, Whoa. I just grabbed my little brother's hand and I just took him How inside the 10. So, but I would never have done that had my parents not said something. Don't talk to strangers. If somebody says they're there to get you, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Don't ever take a ride. Don't take food. Don't take anything from somebody you do not know. Yeah. Cigarettes are good, but everything yeah, else. Yeah, no, yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll bum a cigarette. But you <laughs> have this, like, and, and you, you, I did, I fortunately did not grow up with a family that had any sort of like drug abuse or alcohol abuse issues, mm-hmm. but you certainly recognize crazy eyes oh, and yeah. that's what this guy had. Shoot. And he was, <laughs> I just grabbed my little brother's hand and just yeah. went inside the store and waited for, he, he left and then our bus drove up. Whoa. And I just like, that was one of those moments when you know this, you have to trust your spidey sense. And so many yeah. girls out of like politeness or whatever, young yeah. men, it doesn't matter. Guys I know have suffered from the same thing, but not um, maybe not are not as vocal about it right now because it's such a like the female voice spotlight on like being abused. And mm-hmm. yes, women have been abused a lot longer than than sure. men. But I guarantee yeah. you, there are young men that have had oh, yeah. this same sort of abuse where yeah, they don't feel friends. that mm-hmm. they don't feel okay talking about it because they think it's so shameful mm-hmm. and and uh, they don't want to. Um, but if you don't empower people to have the confidence to speak up about things that are wrong they they can't yeah they can't they they do this like i feel it's fight flight or freeze and so many people freeze. a lot of people freeze they yeah. freeze mm-hmm. i mean like you see squirrels do it all the time mm-hmm. you know like oh, i'm gonna my ass, is, my ass is froze a few times <laughs> in some situations where i'm like oh shit <laughs> just like yeah because ah. you don't know you've got those milliseconds to make a yeah. life-changing decision yeah. and mm-hmm. you have to go with your gut instinct yeah. if it is something that you feel compromised you gotta say no yeah the power of saying no yeah <laughs> Gee, what do you think men were so afraid of giving and i don't even mean this in film you know giving women roles but it just it's just weird to me the more i become objective about life and just looking at things from like not a narrow slice of my own reality Mm -hmm. it almost just seems comical that like women don't have equal rights and black people don't have equal rights and all this shit. It's like, it's all coming to the surface now mm-hmm. and rightfully so. And it's beautiful and I'm yeah. glad and all that kind of stuff. But like, it, it just blows my mind. Like, were they just that afraid that if they gave up like equal opportunity that they would just, they, they wouldn't have any opportunity that there wasn't enough or something. Maybe. I think there are so many factors that go into everybody's thought process with yeah. that kind of thing. Like, do you report it? Do you not? What kinds of social repercussions yeah. am I going to, suffer with? Am I going to lose my job? Am yeah. I, is, my, is my partner not going to think I'm masculine enough? Am I not going to be supported by my family? Am I going to lose all my friends? Are people going to make fun of me? Like yeah. it's back to the playground. Like you go back That's to these. That's a good way to put it. Back to the fucking playground. Cause we do. It's childish as fuck. It, it is. And, and, and d- deep down, I think all of us are still children. Yeah. Um, I, I and, do too. In so many that ways. Never really where, grew up. No, I mean, we were in these adult bodies, but there are these, these kind of childish yeah. wants and needs. Like once you finally start having your own income, I need this. Yeah. I need that. Exactly. I need to go on this trip. I need this new food processor. Yes. Like what? My like, three year old's like that. Your, 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 your three year old would have been like, what? No, we definitely need more toy cars, exactly. more dinosaurs. More but, dinosaurs. But, yeah, more I don't know. 
I definitely do not need a food processor. I do not need an induction stove top, you know, like <laughs> I will eat out of the microwave. Thank you. That's hilarious. That's, that really is exactly how we are. We don't really change too much. Mm-hmm. We just get more keys to the kingdom and, yeah. and probably most of us shouldn't have that many keys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, it's, and that's why I think that you, when you look to children, like they're just so inspiring in so many ways and so freeing in so many ways because mm-hmm. they look, they are not inundated with all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They are so free thinking and you look at them and you envy them because you took away your permissions to do that. Yeah. You heard mom or dad or a teacher tell you or dad and dad or mom and mom or they they, they and them tell you something that that wasn't acceptable, not socially acceptable for you yeah. to make noise at the dinner table or do these things. And it shuts you down so many times that you're like, oh, I got to fit in. I got to be the yeah. same. I got to behave like everybody else to a degree. Yes, there are some social expectations of you, but then yeah. it's done so much that then people lose their creative touch. There are so many people that I think used to draw and paint all the time and tell stories with their dinosaurs and their Barbie dolls or whatever they did or played with. I didn't have pets. I would take, I would play with cicada bugs and, and grasshoppers because those were my, like my animals. (laughs) So you make up these stories and go on these adventures without even thinking about somebody judging you. And Mm. then all of a sudden you became judged and it hurt and it hurts so much that sometimes you don't get to snap out of it and so you take the safe job you take the safe income you don't want to take risks you don't want to change your life and that is so sad to me because somebody told you no and maybe it was a safe thing for them to say and that was the safe thing they felt like it was the best advice but yeah maybe question it. Maybe, maybe you look at it differently. Maybe that was something they needed to tell you at that time because something was hurting them at that time. Like you, when I think back to certain things that my parents said to me, like I had to think about what they grew up seeing and mm-hmm. what they grew up knowing and their, their truth and how that was sent to me or put on me. And that it's, they gave you a life and yeah. it's not theirs anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It reminds me, literally yesterday, me and my wife just went out to like the re- a restaurant. You know, we had been forever and we're like, oh, look, yeah. we just need to go out and like have fun because it's like we're both so busy with things. Sometimes you forget to just have fun, right? Mm-hmm. And so we went out and we just had like a drink at the bar and we're eating some like Mexican food and uh-huh. and uh, and life is grand. And she starts getting a little tipsy and <laughs> I start getting like, not embarrassed, but I definitely was like, oh shit, you know, like. I hope she doesn't like make a scene or something, you know, Mm -hmm. but then immediately, like I saw it in her eyes, like, uh, you know, and I wasn't frustrated or anything. I was just like, okay. You know, I was like, (laughs) I was like, I was like, okay, like, let's chill. Let's chill. It's cool. You're good. And then I looked over and I could tell like, maybe I had probably like not hurt her feelings, but just made her feel like, you know, like exposed a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know? And I looked at her and I was just like, you know what? I was like, you can embarrass me. Like you can't. And I, and it was the way I said it. It sounds stupid now, but yeah. she was like filled with emotion. Cause like, it was that whole thing we were just talking about. I was like, you feel judged in life. Like you can't be yourself. Like you can't do this thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. and, and I was like jokingly saying like, man, be yourself, like embarrass me. Like, please, like, yeah, please and I be think who that, you are. That's a beautiful moment. You know? And that's one of those things that I think if you find that in another, you know, your other half yeah, where they allow you to be yourself yeah. and also, 
in some ways to rein you in. Yes. Like, and that's the thing. Big. Like, people are full of these contradictions and these two selves that they have mm. all the time. Of that, I sometimes I can be way too hard on myself, and I know you can too. Mm. Everybody does, and it's you need sometimes that voice that's not your own voice to be like, hey, like give yourself a break. Like, yeah. come on this, whatever you're thinking about right now, yes, it's not that big of a deal. One, and go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you no, off, but okay. it, talking about education and back to like the free thinking and the child stuff that you were talking about, mm. I would love to tap into that because yeah. do you think, especially as someone that loves education and, and, and young people, is there a way to harness this this way of, of thinking that is more actual, probably natural to the human state of like we were talking about childlike, you know, dreaming and imagination and uh-huh. creativity, and that end up being you know stifled into this like matrix loop of like nine to five, work, 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 you know, get shit done for the big system. Do you think that we'll ever come to a time where we begin to reorient like the way I hope education? So. And I think I think a lot of people are thinking about that right yeah. now. Uh, so many families. I know we are for our kid, for yeah, sure. Uh, so many families that didn't do homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in public school, completely start to finish. Mm-hmm. That was Me my too, education. Yeah. Uh, I uh, There were some aspects that were very good for me uh, from the public aspect. Mm-hmm. And then some that were not. I mean, I was certainly bullied. Like, these yeah. are things I dealt with. And do I think it helped me? Yeah. I mean, I got over it, but I did suffer from it for a long time and it definitely operated in different ways, but like I got through it and like, I mean, I'm as healthy a person as I can be at this point in time, but back to what you were saying about how are we going to change education? I do think that this is finally a, a time in gosh, since the beginning of education that we're able to, see that this system that kind of works for generally everybody, it's kind of works okay, that there are so many untapped talents that we don't get to see these kids and children uh, find. Mm -hmm. They go to school. They follow these regiments. They follow these schedules. They get the XYZ amount of playtime. They only get this amount of time to eat lunch. And yes, there are certain kind of parameters that you want to set throughout the day so that things can sort of kind of get get done. But then you have these things of like these kind of arbitrary measurement systems that I know Mm -hmm. I became being somebody that was so type A of like, I've got to make straight A's. I've got to make straight A's. It doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean anything. Yes, I made straight A's. Not in college, but I made straight A's all the way in high school. And my my life depended on it, yeah. but it meant nothing. I, who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. I, mean, I don't go to, uh, hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way. <laughs> Casual dinner conversation. Yeah, yeah. Did by you know way. I was a straight A student? Yeah, nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares at all, right? So, <laughs> They're like, fuck off, Karen. Yeah, no, just we don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> don't invite Karen to the dinner I'm table ever again. I feel bad um, for people yeah, named Karen. Yeah. I'm like, if your we name's could, Karen, yeah. we love you. We you love know? you. Karen is a beautiful name. But the the thing is, like, you have these students that are, you, you can separate your children, put them in private school. Sure. You think they're getting better educations. Yeah. Are they? 
Are, do you feel like they are? Are you seeing the signs? Is your children going to, is your child going to be more successful? What does yeah. more successful mean? Yeah. What does making it mean? Yes, all what of are, it. What does that even mean? Yes. Does it make you feel better that you've put them in a school? Is that more your personal um, yep. health? Is that, are you really helping your child grow yep. in the best way they can? And I think so many parents were like, wait, what? I've got to do all this myself now. Yeah. Um, they were so dependent on a school a taking, system, care, sure. taking care of their children every day. Mm-hmm. And that was also their, their child care. They, they, yes. they don't have the ability to mm-hmm. have child care for their, their children. And seeing that... Uh, so many, uh, it was interesting seeing, hearing, learning about kids that their parents finally were seeing these aspects of their children and their learning abilities. Like, my child does not like uh, oration, like, does not do well. Yeah. With, my child is a visual learner. Mm-hmm. My my child cannot deal with the, like, listening to this <clears throat> headset and... Yeah. They can't focus. Yeah. Uh, and the approach has been different. Different families have done different things. And and I I think families like got to be families for a minute yeah. where they were, okay, well, let's go f- play outside. Let's go figure out that we've got all these trees around us. Let's go identify them. Yeah. We've got all these flowers. Let's go identify them. Let's go learn what poison oak looks like. Let's yeah. go look, what, what does poison ivy look like? Let's yeah. go be a, a boy scout. Let's go do brownies. Like yeah. let's go do these things that the parents put their kids in to like, hey, like let's ha- give them something fun to do and they'll also be educated at the same time yeah. learn some life skills and that's but now it's became the parents responsibility which they were like eh, you know that's not I'm gonna let the other people do that and like yeah. that's one of the things you have to do as a human is adapt yeah and they probably are seeing some insight to how their children learn that yeah. maybe they didn't know they needed to see yeah and they never would have known yeah, there's this meme that I love about education. You maybe you've seen it, but it's it's just like an illustration of like an elephant, a monkey, uh, a fish in a fishbowl, uh, you know, a few other animals uh-huh. in a line. And there's a tree behind them. And then the teacher's like, all right, today's test is we're going to see who can climb the tree or whatever the fastest. And it's like, you know, obviously some of them just can't climb a tree, but mm-hmm. the monkey's going to excel, but the elephant's going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it's just because it's <laughs> like, we all are different, right? Yeah. And it's like, we're all different and, you know, and, and we're, but we're all different in the sense that, so we're not all different, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that curating things in a, such a general sense is so limiting to the human right. you know, psyche and consciousness itself. And so I do hope that like, and I don't even know what the hell we're going to do with our kid. We're still thinking about that. We, he's been with my wife since day one, yeah. but you know. And there is, at the end of the day, there isn't a perfect system. Exactly. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, we are imperfect by definition. Like yeah. that is, it's, it's part just, of the beauty. It's really part. I mean, like I yeah. said, I like, humans because they are just imperfect and perfect in every way. Like I sound like Mary Poppins. <laughs> but <laughs> it's the, true though. the the thing is there there isn't a perfect system, but it, you can't go on autopilot. You can't expect that these things are just gonna happen for your ch- your child, you, your parents. It's there's there is always those moments that you'll have to question and check in, check in with each other, check in with your partner, check in with your children. Mm -hmm. And and that can be really hard for children that are learning to 
be self-aware and you know you were at the dinner table and so your parents said, hey, how was your day? And fine. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the entire conversation. You think about what? I was such a jerk. Yeah. That was there. They were trying to get a conversation out of me and I wouldn't budge. Yeah. I didn't budge. And that was a moment we could have shared. I could have talked about my day, but you feel like your day isn't, isn't anything. Yeah. And that's the worst part. You felt like you weren't anything. Yeah. And there, that you couldn't vocalize as a, uh, a teenager. Yeah. You c- I couldn't. I could not vocalize that mm-hmm. I was having a hard time. It was operating in different ways uh, from eating disorders. Like that is something mm-hmm. that I definitely suffered with for so long. And you have these ways that, yes, my parents noticed and they didn't know what the heck to do. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, hey, Madeline, we know you have a problem. Like, we've got to we've got to do something about that. I didn't want to admit I had a problem. I mean, all these, like, f- fights of <laughs> things yeah. that you go through in life where you don't want to listen to anybody. And then finally, you've got to let, it, let them, let people that want to help you help you. Yes, exactly. Um, but, yeah, the, I more than anything, this, this time that we've all been in together, which we were always together all the time, but just hadn't realized it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we were all in our own little all bubble. Little world, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're you're dealing with the same issue. Yeah. Great, me too. Uh, now the these it, people are seeing are, are are finding this new insight to yeah. what was there all the time. Mm-hmm. But they, what else was folly? That was right. Yes, yeah. totally. So they finally, uh, and I think it will change. I think mm-hmm. that things will be, and I think that a lot of schools are reevaluating. Like, okay, well we've got some students that cannot do this type of education. Can we, can we, and then there's the issue of funding for that kind of stuff and then making sure your teachers are paid enough to educate your children. I mean, they, this is something that I've, I am so thankful for my teachers. I I mean, I still am friends with a lot of them and and have checked in because I am so thankful for everything they did for me. Yeah. They're our launching pad, man. They are. And and maybe, maybe students don't think they're teachers enough. You know, like you're, you know, your mom tells you, okay, you got to go give them a a little present at the end of the year. And you're like, okay, fine. Like, here's a present. Like, my mom picked picked it out for you. you (laughs) And you think about things like that and you're like, why did I? And you didn't have real meaning behind your things because you didn't know. Yeah. You had no idea. You had no yeah. idea what these these teachers were doing for you. Yeah, how much they were helping you become who you are. Maybe you don't like that person, but maybe revisit that. That there is always time to revisit who you are. That's a good. That's that's so good. I think that's actually a perfect place to wrap up. Right. Sure. There. Sure. But um, if people want to reach out, see what your work, is there like a best way to do that kind of stuff? Uh, definitely. Well, we, uh, so I have, of course, my own website, com. Certainly you can reach out there or if there's anything that you want to talk about creatively, I'm, I'm totally down. Uh, Shane, my other half, his is Silver Scream F 
xlab.com. Coolest um, place on the planet. Yeah. We, we've uh, <laughs> definitely done some fun, creative stuff, and I look forward to uh, sharing that more in yeah, the future. Yeah, we'll have to have y'all both on, too. Yeah. Because totally. I, I know I've had Shane on, too, and yeah. I want to have, I mean, I want to have him on every day, but people get, they'd be like, God, you're supposed to have like variety. Like, what the hell? Yeah, we can so definitely this do it. Shane and I, Ryan show. Yeah, <laughs> we can do it. We can talk about the spook show and the exciting yes. things that are happening because we had yeah. to be creative during the pandemic. So. That would actually be a really good mm-hmm. episode to talk about the spook show. Yeah, because yeah. I would love to talk about that. And I Definitely. know we kind of ran out of time, but um, that's okay. No, thank you so much. This was so much oh, fun. It was, it was I know such the a first pleasure. time we yeah. ever had a conversation in, in Silver Scream. You know, I was like, man, I would love to have her on. So oh, well, it's, an thank, honor, it's been really. a pleasure. I, awesome. I, I think we could talk to each other yeah. for a very long time. For sure. Yeah. We'll do it again. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I appreciate thank you so it. much. Thank you.